I used to take baths into it, and they called it. My wife called it Tub Talk. That's a good <laughs> podcast. She name. was like, "Oh, oh, I see well, you're in there got doing another podcast. You're name. in there doing Tub Talk," and I'm like, "But this is how I work it out." Paul, ready? I'm scenario ready, one. Ready, ready, scenario one. I'm ready. Happening on Slack. Okay. Hey, Paul. Hey. I was going to talk to you about this later, but we're going to talk about it now. Okay. Do you have a minute? I have a minute. Pasted Zoom link. <sighs> scenario two. Okay, scenario two. Hey, Paul, you're such a valued client. Oh, hey, thanks. I want to catch up with you. Okay. And make sure everything's going. things are going well. Oh, that's good client service. What a great company. Pasted Zoom link. What okay. is the clicking sound? That's Slack. Oh, that's Slack. Okay. Uh, Very good. Okay. Scenario three. Do you have a minute? Yes. Pasted Zoom link. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that last one. Bigger, more important, more consequential conversations are happening not in person. Wait, hold on. You're saying that people are talking remotely? I'm not just talking about casually catching up with your colleagues. Sometimes they're high stakes. Important and consequential things are happening with people not in the same office. Rich, you said that couldn't be done. But yeah, the world is going where it wants to go, Paul. Uh, despite what you and I might And want. humans yeah. are incredible terrible. at adapting. They're terrible. Terrible at adapting? No, no, I'm sorry. Just terrible in general. Humans are incredible at adapting. Incredible at adapting. Not really... But Not really. when forced to, and in order to make money, they are really flexible. Yes. When the pandemic hit and everybody's working from home, you saw people really get into the gadgets that make the lighting work. Oh, I did. I was like, well, clearly we're all videographers now. Yep. And, and the then microphone make, work. But yeah. there's one more gadget that really needs fine tuning. The human soul. All right. That's too <laughs> melodramatic. Guess what? We have an expert with us today. <laughs> We're really lucky to actually. This is a friend of the firm. Yes. Bill Smart. Bill, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Rich, tell the people so that he doesn't have to shill himself what Bill does for Postlight, because I think that's important. Bill Smart with two T's has been a friend of Postlights for a long time now. And what he does is he is, and Bill, you're going to correct me, but I'll, I'll take a crack at it. He helps people speak to the room, speak to larger groups, speak in consequential moments. A speech and communications coach. Yes. And, and not just in like, hey, how to get along with your colleagues. It's like when the, the stakes are high yeah. and you need like your voice to bounce off the back of that room. Bill is has taken his experience and his past as an actor, as a, as a coach, and put it together, and we're very happy to have him here and, with and us And really, today. much of Postlight has been through the training. It's one of the ways that we help people yes, communicate inside right. of the firm, either with each other and especially with our clients. Bill, we're glad you're here. I'm glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Bill, we're in New York City right now. Bill is a New York City resident. He's in the office. Very exciting. Doing a live podcast. Yes, it is. Very we're, exciting. We're doing it as humans instead of looking at a screen. Just rode in from Astoria. Astoria, Queens. On my bike. Uh, oh, you're on your bike too? That's yeah, good. I'm yeah. going home on my bike. Yeah, before the weather gets colder. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we have a little <laughs> while. We have a little while. But, uh, Bill, you've been doing this for a while. Pandemic hits. 
video yeah, calls, et cetera, et cetera, You would et come into the office. You would sit with people. You'd watch them. You'd give them direct coaching. Suddenly you're on screen. What changed? How'd that work? Well, everything flattens out for one thing, right? So there's a couple of things. One is you have to think like a cinematographer. That's part of it. You have to you know, take all of that in mind, like what's behind you, et cetera. What's your relationship to the camera? And a lot of people, that's a big struggle because usually your camera you know, on your laptop is way up at the top of the screen, but the people that you're looking at are is maybe on another screen or not close. Mm. And so oftentimes when you're talking to somebody, it looks like you're checking your email. And mm. so people have that sense, you know, when you go to a party and you're talking to somebody and- um, Your eyes are drifting. And, and they're they're sort of looking towards the, the door of people coming in to see if there's someone more interesting to talk to. It's yeah. kind of that feeling that you give to other people if you're not really making that direct eye contact. And now I'm talking about moments when- it's a really important conversation, yes. right? Of course, you know, you're having meetings. You can't always have your eyes glued to the camera, but you kind of have to think, you know, I had to go back to my acting for the camera classes. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. It's like, it's basically like acting for the camera class all over. You have to be aware that that camera lens is the eyeball of the other person. Yeah. So in higher stakes conversations, you need to just be conscious of that. Do you look at the camera lens when you Yeah, when you Yeah, talk? you try and look at the camera lens or at least move everything that you have up as close to the camera lens as I possible, like the t- I, top I, third of your screen. I move so the, the video the, box of the other person right. needs to be closer yeah. up to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Do I you know about my, the Errol Morris interview robot? Yeah. Our listeners may not, so you should explain it. He built this ridiculous contraption that puts his face on a video screen so that when the interviewee is being interviewed, they're looking right into the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, And it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's a device that allows him to yell at Robert McNamara. It's like literally... He didn't want to be in the same room with McNamara. Is <laughs> essentially why he invented the device. But it's similar to a teleprompter, too, because, you uh-huh. know, that is also right behind right, the right. camera, yeah, and it's at an angle, and you're yeah. looking straight yep. into it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Again, these are... Conversa- really important conversations you're having with people. And often, oftentimes, you know, it's your team. You, maybe you're checking in with the team member or whatever, but it's important to have them have the illusion that you are really focused on them. Yeah. Hopefully you are focused sure. on them, yeah. but you are really looking, looking well, at that camera. We'll, we'll settle for the illusion for the purposes <laughs> of this podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one trick is you can take a picture of somebody that's a supportive person, um, you can put that picture sort of right up by that camera. You mean like grandma? Well, <laughs> now grandma may be a little bit more complicated because you have cat. a different relationship with grandma. But somebody that's maybe a supportive person that would bring out the best in you, right? Mm. You could put the picture of them sort of right next to that camera lens to remind you, oh, I'm talking to a person. And that's particularly when you're talking to a group, just as mm. a reminder, mm. because literally it, you're, if you're staring into that lens, it's hard <laughs> to think of anything else but that you're staring into a yep. lens. Yep. So you're kind of trying to fool yourself a little bit. Let me draw out for you an absolutely catastrophic video call setting. We didn't know how to like socialize and connect. Bless everyone's hearts that work at Postlight. But the Zoom happy hour is a grim, grim moment. It's essentially wall of faces hanging out. No one is front and center. So there's no small talk. Because think about what happens at a party. Clusters of three to five people gather in circles Mm -hmm. And I think Zoom has breakout rooms oh, now yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they do that. I yeah. use them in trainings a lot, yeah. So I guess, should we just not try in that sort of social structure? It seems useless. I have other questions about when it's higher stakes. Teams are easy, family's easy. 
But when like the first call with a prospect. Well, actually, let me let me ask this, right? Because I think we're used to calls and we're used to a, a kind of communication. As we're doing more and more of this kind of communication, how do you structure your narrative? Right? Because I don't think about that very much. I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's get into the conversation. But like, how do you advise people to kind of order their thoughts and order their story before they jump into a call with a I don't know, prospective client or they sell their services or they do whatever or they pitch their company? Yeah, well, you know, it varies depending on who the audience is. But one that I think is really, really helpful for most situations is, you know, you want to always choose three when you're structuring your thoughts. Past, present, future. Okay. Pretty much covers everything. If you're going to talk to somebody, you're going to talk a little bit about the past and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on now and the future is the plan that you have. Mm-hmm. So it really fits into lots of circumstances. Hmm. Hey, so I know you guys had that terrible oil spill. I remember <laughs> all those pictures of the penguins. But today I've got something really interesting I want to tell you. So like along those lines. Right? Yeah, like or you could next, say... And which is very much our narrative, actually. It's I mean, like, in that case, you could say, look, here's the history of what's been going on yeah. in this industry. Yeah. Here's what's happening now and how people are viewing it. This is how you need to think about it in the future and how we're going to help you get there. With these kinds of stories, especially when you're presenting and it's not a conversation, you're giving them a story that they're then going to tell back to themselves to you, right? Like you're going to say like, here's where we can take you. And then they're going to go like... That's interesting. Maybe you could take us that way or you could take us this way instead. So, But you're setting them up with a tool that they can use to mirror back to you. Just so I feel like having that in your back pocket mm-hmm. as this is the way I'm going to uh, think about approaching this. But I also feel like what's important that a lot of people really miss. First, just checking in. What are, what are they thinking about? What do they want to talk about? Listen. What's on their mind? Listen to them. So yeah. one of the first things you do, you could you know say, I'm excited to talk to you about this. I have a deck and I have some information I can talk to you. But first, I want to check in with you. Talk to me yeah. about what's going on with you. And I want to get up to date on how yeah. things are. Set and when you ask time. that question, they're going to they're gonna talk. Exactly. People love to talk. Yeah. And they may take seven or eight minutes. And they feel heard. And that's a really important right. part of the communication right. process. If you are preaching at them, like, so let's say you did the past, present, future, and you just went in and all guns blasting. Mm-hmm. That may turn a lot of people off. They're like, I actually want it someone will. who's going to listen to me. I yeah. really, you know, and that's a key part of it. And, right? and I want to tack on a little sub piece of advice to that piece of advice. If they're going to go, and they may go, and they may go for five or six or eight minutes, full screen that call. Yeah. If they start to see people are actually very wary of the, the head shift seven degrees to the left or seven degrees to the right, they know it. They're not going to call you out on it, but they know it. And if you're on a big screen, like, oh, I got, I got the 42-inch ultra-wide curved whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you literally look like you're looking at the dog in the corner of the room because oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah. screen is so wide. Oh, I know. Be careful. Well, we've all done it. We've all done it's it. It's forgivable, but they know. But it's, you know what it's it is? It's forgivable, but they know. It's like shifty eye. Like they're yeah. shifty eye. Like what, yeah. where are they looking? You know, yeah. and even though we know that, and even yeah. though we know it's Zoom, it's like a subconscious thing. Yeah. They're looking at something else. So yeah, I think in these high stakes situations like that, it you really need to be focusing in on that camera and leaning in mm-hmm. and really having your full focus and attention on that. You know what I find works there? If you have an iPad, Phone is not great because it's a phone. You might be taking notes or whatever. But if you have an iPad, there's no desktop. Yeah, you kind right. of. And you when you come out of it, it no actually shuts tab. your video. There's off. no alt tab for you. Yeah. There's no alt tab for you, so you're kind of locked in. Yeah, and it's better. Yeah. It's better because I'm a very fidgety person. I can't help it. I have this habit of clicking the left mouse button. You you are distractible, is how I would put you. 
It's bad. Yeah. I have this habit of clicking the left mouse button and I'm not clicking on anything. And I do it all the time. I mean, I am too. It's terrible. Look, I, I, there's another element too, which is we're just all on Zoom calls too damn much. Right. I mean, right? that's like a big part of it. You're just, just like your fifth of the day and you're like, yeah. I wonder what's happening in Slack. And then you're just, you know, your brain can't take anymore. And, and that's where I feel like it's not, I don't think it's realistic to expect everyone obviously to be a hundred percent present focused every single time. It's really just figuring out when are the stakes highest enough for you to make sure that that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. So you yeah. have to, it's just a balance. It's like with anything. All right, so yeah. I'm going to go in, I'm going to talk to people, I'm going to think to myself, I'm going to look at the camera as if it was an eye. I might put a picture of somebody up there, your brother. Your brother yeah. would be good for me, actually, yeah. Bobby. Bobby yeah. would be really good. And I'm going to think to myself, okay. He be- listens to this podcast, so he's going to ha- be happy to hear that. <laughs> I like talking, just to throw it out there, I like talking to Bobby as well. Yeah, but if you put a picture of Bobby up as the camera, yeah. I think you'd yell at it a lot. And, and I would it, yell at it, and we'd probably end up talking about Pennsylvania real estate, yeah. but that's completely unrelated <laughs> to any of this. No, and then past present future. So before you open your mouth, have yeah. a little plan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. really it. And I think also, too, a lot of people feel very uncomfortable doing this, but you have to, I advise, talk through it out loud. Like take what's in your brain and speak it out loud so you're translating what's in your brain to language because well, on often, the call. No, before. Before oh, the call. Before the before call. The call. Yeah, but don't you do this? I talk to myself in the shower. I close no, the door. I you subject. do the Better Call Saul thing. That's why in Better Call Saul, he's like always talking through before he goes into yeah. the courtroom because he's like, Getting a sense of what this is going to sound like, yeah. what's going to be the most yeah. concise way to say it. Yeah. Also, it'll help you organize your thoughts, and you'll be more concise. I'm it's, always narrating. Always. Are you really? Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like it, in it the shower feel- for the pieces I write, not just in the shower. Like I, if I'm working at home, it's one of the things that's hard for me about open plan post light because a lot of my you work, say it out loud. Absolutely, really? you practice the conversation over and over and I've over. I've never again. seen you do this. Yeah, because it's freaking weird in the office. Yeah, I do it. it in front of people. Yeah, I actually, if I'm in, fr- yeah, in a yeah, friendly we, crowd, yeah, we, we know. It's bad because people are like, where's he going What's with this? Talking? And I actually don't know where I'm going with this. I'm thinking out loud. Well, it's tough as a manager because people, what I see, and this is... Yeah, they're this, looking for cues. They're right? looking for cues and signals so that they can get in on the conversation and drive it forward. And what you're doing is improvising the next five years business strategy. Live. Yeah, live. And it's just like... In real time. Welcome. Yeah, yes. And we're going to move into yes. content, you know, whatever, yeah. right? But and what about Mexico City? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to sell cars. But yeah. see, I think you kind of want a combination of the two because, you know, you want to be able to speak off the cuff as well, but have that plan. Yeah. So it's sort of like you... And it really depends, like, who you are and yeah. who your audience is. So if you're speaking to... If there's a really high stakes conversation, then you're going to probably yeah. be kind of anxious about it. So I'm just saying yeah. that prep time and going through that out loud as it feels ridiculous. It feels like a waste of well, time. Well, you, you know dumb, what, though, Bill, it but, doesn't you know. feel like, you know. Well, I, you know, because I started if, when a, you see the benefit of it. I know. started as a journalist and a writer and I would do readings and I would do, you know, I, I was involved in all sorts of performance oriented things that had nothing to do with work. Yeah. So the idea that you would sit there, rehearse, talk it out loud, do it to the mirror, just do it in the room and, and you know, work on little parts of it and repeat them over and over again. Or I knew lots of musicians and you were an actor. Yep. yep. Or are an actor. And yeah, so yeah. like you're, you're, so it's very comfortable. Right. right. The idea that you would talk, it doesn't feel like you're talking to yourself. It's actually your job. Whereas I think for most people, they're like, yeah, that's wacky. It, uh, exactly. Yeah. It totally is. It, most will think that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, my yeah. wife is like, what are you doing? Right. She's yeah. not, she's not wired this way. And I, I close the door and I mumble. So what, <laughs> what I would propose is that think about your listeners, whoever's listening, think in terms of, okay, what is a, a super high stakes conversation you're going to have? 
try it out. Like just literally just talk through it, say what you're going to say out loud three or four times, and then see what happens. See if that is different. See if you have a different Mm -hmm. experience with it. It's not the goal to memorize it or to be scripted. It's really just to get, get, wrap your lips and and jaw and mouth around those words and then get a sense of how this is going. Because oftentimes, Rich, you improvise and you do a great job, but sometimes people improvise and they go down rabbit holes and they don't say what they should have said or whatever. You know, one one of the things I like to do is prepare the deck but the deck has no notes it's just images yeah. and they're associative they are the sequence they hold the sequence and so what happens is when every slide comes up i know the topic i know what the picture is i know what i'm supposed to say but i don't have the words so i got to riff for a few seconds mm-hmm. and that keeps me light on my feet and actually even if i've rehearsed it a million times it keeps it lively see yeah. now you get an a plus plus oh fuck for finally, that finally, i've been gotten an a plus plus once that, in this because that that's really the way to go because what happens is you're actually speaking as if you're talking to someone as opposed to today we're going to look through this right so i work with clients and oftentimes that's a big challenge they have it so scripted yeah and then they it's very writerly and everybody and goes and sleeping well you know what it asleep, is too is right? you need to surprise yourself a little bit so it'll be like and that's why click dragons you know just like you, if you you're going to excite them if you have to be a little bit like what am i doing oh my god here yeah. we go let me draw another rough video call scenario okay. okay four other people and you they're at another organization and clearly three of them were dragged to, they have that dragged <laughs> into the meeting posture yes yes they like look like hostages that are about to hold up newspapers to show you that they yeah. are alive please, please and in, help us. in yeah. the cave right and so that's a rough situation right because i think when you meet in person even if you've been told to go to the meeting, there is something that gets unlocked just by being in the presence of other people. Well, you also can't watch Twitch live streams <laughs> while <laughs> in the yeah, room. Right? Like, that would be really, really yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and right, I mean, right. I've I've been in meetings where some of the participants just look borderline annoyed that they were even asked to attend the meeting. Is that a bad scene? Is that whole? Did you got to barrel through it? Do you ever see like bad magicians at carnivals? <laughs> in my 20s all my theater friends would be like i want you to come to my play and it would be like and you'd go and then you'd, you'd give them your ten dollars and you'd be in a theater the size of this room like a black box theater and they're doing some intimate material the lights <laughs> on them and you are in the audience which is six people yeah and you cannot move yeah. you are you have to make eye con- they're making yeah. eye contact yeah. with you but you have to pretend you're not there yeah and like they're just that's it like you are yeah. in prison yeah. So talk to me. So the people are. It's a tough like, crowd. It's so a tough crowd. How do you, as the person speaking to them, not get dragged down by that? Is that what you're asking? That's a question. Okay. Uh, which I'm, yeah, obviously. Well, first of all, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. That is true. What I, I end up doing, which is, it doesn't always work and sometimes backfires, is I actually pick a fight. I'll almost nudge somebody on the call and say, Where are you? Are you in a treehouse? Oh, yeah. I'll just look at their background just to kind of get a rise out of them. But I'd rather get friction and, and a little a little tension than nothing. And that did sort of indifferent. Oh, well, posture. Rich will go in there and be like, I guess this is really horrible for you. Right. I guess this is. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. But that's I mean, I'm not proposing that as as advice. Obviously, that can not go. Well, well. you have no you're just like, oh, I guess they hate me. 
Yeah. And you're like, well, that's fine. We're going to still be talking There's for the next. nowhere to go but up, Yeah, right? we're, we're, and you, you also double down. You'll be like, well, that's the next half hour. I'm going to be talking to somebody who hates me. Yeah, that's yeah. not a problem for you. Yeah. A lot of people don't feel as good about that. Well, yeah. you know, and, and to be fair, even in, you know, live situations where there are people that just have that poker face that yeah. just look like they are not interested at all. Watching a performance where you are not interacting when you are on Zoom in particular is absolutely exhausting, right? Like it's yeah. just, I have a life and yeah. a temperament and a way of communicating that there's a very high likelihood that someone in the room is going, there he goes again. Oh, okay. for sure. Absolutely. That is who I am. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Can't win them all. On video calls, whew, it's a lot. It's it a lot. It's a lot of like... I think people tune you out, well, which you is fine. Yeah. Tune me out. Oh, you, haven't heard, okay. you haven't heard a word I've said in seven years. Yeah. 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 Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, just yeah. like there. It's very so nice to meet you, You didn't even know who Paul. I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Rich, you said you pick fights, but I don't really think that's what you're doing. You're actually checking in with people. I am. I'm trying to, you're I'm trying trying to get to, you to engage. You're trying to like lighten up a little bit. Hey, what, yeah. you know, are you, that's but exactly in a way right. that's a joking way yes. to get us all to laugh a little yes. bit and like be, oh, right. Yeah. Let's, that's kind of funny. I, we all, I think a it's a positive situation. thing. No, no. Right? I think that this yeah. is a reasonable strategy when you're facing those four faces on the Zoom to be like, didn't even change your background, huh? Like, wow, yeah. a tropical beach. Okay. Is that where you'd rather be than this call? Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Of, <laughs> I actually find that one of the things that really disarms people is is showing empathy for how exhausting it must be to talk to me right now. But then going like, but of course you're going to need to talk to me for the next half hour. Yeah. You know what? I think that th showing empathy is huge because I was doing a training yesterday and it was for this large company and they had, this was the third day of a, this three day offsite zoom thing. Right. And then I, I and so we come in, I came in for a segment of that. And the first thing I did was just check in is it's like, how are you doing right now? And each person talked about it. And it was just like, they were like, oh, I just went, we took a red eye. And, you know, and for each person to just bitch a little bit and just yeah. complain yeah, and yeah, just yeah. check is in. useful. Oh my God. Yeah. Everyone was so present for yeah. the whole rest of the time because but they, you just got to understand. It's one goes like, I'm in the middle of moving on top yeah. of everything else. And this yeah. is, you know, so it's like, it does help you to understand and to connect with them in a different yeah. way. How are you keeping, so three day Zooms, you are, teaching people communication skills. Yeah, yeah. You're very on. You're a high energy person. Yeah. You're charismatic. Three days. How are you keeping that up? Well, I'll tell you, I was um, actually doing one segment of the three days, I would thankfully. Like, okay, because I'd be like, six hours of breakout rooms, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I actually usually am pretty exhausted. Um, yeah. I have one coming up that'll be six hours two three-hour segments, and then and, uh, three hours the next day. And you're and so, the gold you know, standard. You got to keep it up the whole time. Right? I, can't <laughs> no, I can't no, be shitty. No, no, you can't. Right? You can, you or have tired. To be, or tired. You have yeah. to be engaged, eye contact, charismatic, cheerful. But you cheerful. know what? Yeah. It's, it's those actor skills kick in. It's like, oh, shit, the audience is there. And all of a sudden, a sell out. the lights are yeah. on. And I, I and you, you gotta know, go. I will find the Interesting. Find the, the Zoom footlights. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, you know, because, you know. But you're wiped after. I'm totally wiped after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Last topic. Okay, I'm going to share my screen. Okay, now five minutes of fumbling while you try this. <laughs> uh huh. Can you see that? Can everybody see that? Yeah, that's your calendar. It looks yeah. like you have a therapist appointment. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. We had an, an all company meeting, and we do this thing at Postlight where everybody who joins the company shares a fun fact about themselves, and it's really cute. And the way the software works is there's one person that is managing the deck for the company meeting. And 
instead of us seeing that person talk to us about their fun fact, essentially introducing themselves to 100 people, we look at that slide. And it says fun fact, or it says, it says the person, fun fact. No, it says their name, that's it. It says their name. And that is something that, to me, that's a, a social software bug, so to speak. Yeah. You're actually, you've got a group of people on a call and the screen has been shared and that dominates. But very often when you're sharing that screen, it's for a, a moment for you to read the sentence and then that person's going to talk for three more minutes. And what you find is you're kind of wedged up over in the corner because the screen is dominating yeah. the experience there. It's an easy one to get distracted as an audience member too. That's You really drift. Well, and it's again- It's you're the same just slide. Look, it's staring yeah. at that, that one right. slide. Right, right. Q3 results is all it says, but that person talks for seven minutes or yeah. eight minutes. Yeah. I think you should stop sharing so you can talk for a minute. You know what I miss? I would sometimes take conference calls and you you walk away from the computer and you lie on the, I would like lie on the floor. Really? Yeah, because what else are you going to do? That way you can actually stay in. Uh oh, you're not on, you're still on the call. You're I'm, not on video. I'm on audio. I'm oh, just, just, audio just on the floor. Where are you? At home, anywhere where nobody's you're just watching. Lying like down. It's, it's weird to do that at the office. Moving around. But yeah, just like, oh yeah, or headphones wandering around, but no opportunity for other stimulus. And it actually, I think that's a funny thing with brains is that if you don't have 50 shiny things in front of you, you will focus on the thing that's coming into your brain. Yeah. But if you have the 50 shiny things, you need to touch all of them. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's where also when you're on a phone call, it's just a very different experience. And there yeah. is a way to focus on a phone call I love that's very different I than I love turning off video. video. I find it yeah. much easier to focus. But to your uh, point, Rich, about, yeah, you have to Presenting. think. This is really, you have to think, okay, you have to think, put yourself in your audience's shoes. If they're staring at this one slide the whole time, and how long are you going to talk? So this is where you you would presumably go through it and see how long is it going to take me to get, get through whatever it is I'm saying. Yeah. But in that situation, I would, you know, share the, sl the screen and then go to the person. We want to see the person talking, Yeah. right? Zoom in on that person. They have the floor. Yeah, I mean, moment. if you're trying to get to know each other, you want to see yeah. that person. And, yeah. and I think the social etiquette and the social norms that are taking hold over the last year, the software's not caught up. It's just, no, and I mean, we're when, still figuring out. When you get out. that big wall of faces, it's like that game where you flip things over to find the two matching apples. Yeah. Like you're just like, yeah. where are they? Like you said, though, it's sort of when someone's like, oh, okay, I'm going to share my screen. So that is a process you have to go through to find how to share your screen, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that is just, that's very different than just, yeah. okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah. a fun fact about yourself? Yeah. Oh, well, let me tell you. Oh, wait a minute, I have to stop. Now I have to do this thing, and right. Yeah, I would say whenever possible, just don't use slides. I think yeah. slides yeah. have their place, but I think that they're overused. Talk. Just talk to people. Faces, faces. I was coaching someone the other day, and they said actually in this session, and one of the things we're working on is okay. I want you to explain this concept to you know another person or whatever, and, and we're, they're going to go in breakout rooms and, and work on with structure and explaining. A concept, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not used to doing this without slides. I really need." And I said, "Well, okay, this is a great challenge for you because mm. what I want you to do is I want you to communicate everything you need to without a slide." Mm. And when he did that, he's like, "That was so helpful for me because now he goes back to what are the main things that I'm trying to get across to people? Right. What are the most important things? Yeah, and Instead for of jamming him, them into yeah, into because slide what happens is slide. he throws the slide up. There's yeah. all this stuff on the slide. You know, there's usually way too much on yeah. there anyway. Yeah, and he will." talk to it and put everyone to sleep. Yep. Whereas now 
no, talk, just talk to me. So yeah. I thought, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, can you just ditch the slide? Yeah. Same thing with uh, uh, someone who's pitching yeah. for funds. Uh, you know, a lot this of company I was working for, they had this deck and they were married to the deck. And I said, look, you're going to be having conversations with investors. Let's just talk. Let's have that conversation. Don't let's not use the deck. Mm. Here's the things they need to know. They must have thought you were Here's insane. the things you need to communicate. Yeah, it was so much more effective. Yeah. Now go back to the deck yeah. and figure out based on that conversation. Then put the deck together based on that. Yeah. I always used so. to have this weird joke, and nobody thought it was funny. But the, the only reason PowerPoints exist is because it's intolerable for humans to communicate directly. And the power <laughs> differential between somebody standing up and talking and the audience is so uncomfortable that you need to have pictures in the middle. But what I'm joking <laughs> about actually is that like, I feel that slides are because we're afraid to communicate too much. Like we're just afraid to be that vulnerable on yeah. stage. And so yeah. people put the slides between themselves and the audience, but the only way to get there is to talk to yourself in the shower. This is the tricky thing. So you actually have to be vulnerable like five different mm. ways to get up there without the pictures. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, Slides and pictures have their place, right? There are pictures worth a thousand words, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? It's just leaning on that so much. Oh, yeah. And I think also, too, they have become a way to communicate pretty much every... So if you have a plan... Yeah. Well, send me the deck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. going to study actually, that deck, which is fine. But it's then become you, the new document in, yeah, in a lot you, of ways. Oh, it has. But we what the mistake yeah. people make is they take that deck and they're like, oh, I'm going to speak to this. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, you need to create a different deck. Yeah. Or pull all that information off and just be really careful about, you know, what it is you're communicating uh, live. But we, yeah, but also, too, I think to your point, it's true. People, you know, on, on Zoom, it, it's easier if the slide deck is up there. Yeah. Right, as opposed oh, yeah, to yeah. your face or having to think that people are focusing on you. So that's that's part of it, too. We actually have an old podcast where we gave presentation tips that a lot of them align with what Bill's talking about. Well, we learned from the best. <laughs> Who's the best? Bill. Oh, no, no, no the old <laughs> podcast. Oh, okay. Like podcast number 71 Oof. or something. So, Bill, if uh, people, you are for hire. Well, uh, wait, what, what are the services you provide? So the services that I provide are one-on-one -on -one coaching for whatever it is that you may be preparing for. You may be pitching something. You may need to be a better communicator with your staff. As a leader, you may need to be a better communicator. So one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then I'll also offer group coaching, large and small group coaching. Okay. And right. it's virtual and live. Okay, great. Yeah. So you're available for live as well. Yeah. Great. How do people reach out to you? They reach out to me at bill at billsmart.com. That's two T's. All right. So wait, how much is this? Just so people know. If they're oh, budgeting? sticker shock time. It's free. What? No, it can't be. It's absolutely free. Act now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just reach out to me at bill at billsmart with two T's dot com before November 15th. Mm, okay. And the first 20 people to Whoa. reach out to me and mention this podcast okay. will get 30 minutes free coaching. Promo code POSTLIGHT. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's a good deal. Good. I mean, that's an excellent deal to get 30 minutes of free coaching. Hell yeah. People should take them up on that. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, usually within the first when I'm coaching someone and I can tell within like the first 30 seconds. I bet. What it is it they're going to need to work on? Yep. Uh, I bet. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Get your free advice. Yep. Get in there. Guess Bill who smart with two doesn't give away any services, Paul? Post <laughs> Postlight charges <laughs> money for services. That's not true. All. We actually give that first half hour of advice for free all the time. This is true. We, you can reach out to us. Hello at postlight.com. 
And we love to hear what you're doing, what you need help with. And uh, yes, we have a world-class group of designers, engineers, product thinkers, product strategists, product managers. But we do love to talk. We love to put our heads together and figure out how we can help you. Uh, a lot of good case studies at postlight.com. Bill, this has been a pleasure. Thanks again for doing As this. Thanks so much for having you. me in. Always a pleasure to yeah. hang out with you no, guys. Good. It was good and I learned a lot. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.